It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. We've had a, another amazing night of tennis. We've had Alexander Zverev coming back from two sets down. We've had Dominic Team storming it past Daniel Medvedev. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. JG, should we get on to Zverev match first? Yeah, mate, it was good to have a little break. We've been doing the daily podcast. We had a break, obviously. Um, yep. <laughs> just sort of regather our thoughts a bit of all this crazy tennis was coming, thick and fast. But yeah, let's get on to the Zverev match first. And um, I don't know, really. It wasn't really too much of a surprise in the fact that how it started for me. I was <laughs> expecting, I'll, I'll be honest, we didn't actually make the predictions too bold on the other podcast, but I was expecting a bit of an upset. I think we both was really. We I said up. he'll start, he'll, we're winning four, lose the first set, I said. So yeah. close, but started slower than I thought. We were both sort of <laughs> expecting a buster win, which is really bizarre. And there's a lot of other people who think we're crazy. It turns out I we're said, wrong in the end. because I said very win. What are you talking about? I said a slow start. Yeah, I said in four. Oh, you said Sverev to win. I was expecting a bus to win, not going to lie. And um, yeah, so I guess you were closer than me then. (laughs) I just thought that that was, he's just been doing the same thing the whole tournament, hasn't he? He just starts like a slug and just ends like a rabbit. Like, it's just a bit crazy, isn't he? Like, I don't know what's this whole slow starting all about at the moment for Sverev. He really can't afford to do this uh, in the final because it'll be over think, before it's begun. I think it's a bit of nerves, to be honest. I thought both players on court, my analysis of it was they looked a bit ner- nervy. It was very passive shots. Neither of them were playing particularly brilliant tennis. I thought it started off, Buster was playing obviously a bit better. A lot of his forehands down the line were really impressive, I thought. Um, but someone like Sverev, who's able to hit a serve 140 miles an hour, 130 miles an hour regularly, He's got one of the best serves in the game of tennis right now. He's served the best so far in this tournament, arguably, on his first serve, alongside Shapovalov. 
you need to be doing better. You need to be able to hold a lot more of his serves. Yeah. And I think the statistic was in the first 24 games, 10 of them, there was breaks of serve. And to be seeing that in a semi-final of a US Open, I think it's ridiculous. You can't be seeing so many breaks of serve. You've got to this level. This is supposed to be the the upper uh, echelon of tennis, the elite. Yeah. And it wasn't really that. And the whole debate of the what's the tennis going to be like after the big three retire, it wasn't a very good poster for it, to be it's fair. It's safe, didn't it, like this match? I just thought, like you said, a bit nervy, a lot too much down the, down the middle. I think it showed Carino uh, Buster didn't make many unforced errors in the first set. He was playing pretty much yeah. percentage tennis, hit a couple, a few winners here and there. Zvera just losing it, really. He didn't really do anything. Well, he wasn't put under that much pressure, but what he was doing, uh, Zvera, was making too many unforced errors, and you can't afford to be doing that. Um, but I had noticed the whole match, it was very passive. To be fair to Zverev, he did pick it up a bit. And for me, he is the better player out of the two. There's okay. no debate about that. He's got all the weapons. Buster is a brilliant player. I thought he was really impressive at the net. However, if you look at the overall players, Zverev is far superior. Yeah. So you'd be expecting him to be winning that match. I'm always a bit shocked in the second set because he was 4-0 down in the second set as well. And you just thought, I remember you messaged well, he almost me. got bagel, didn't he? Yeah, well, exactly. But then I thought that this was going to be the really demoralizing part of the match. So he had a 4-0, it, the juice, it went nine juices and then he eventually was broken. And you just thought, well, 5-0 now. You maybe thought, that's got to just really mentally just do him in. But fair play. He actually, after losing the set, he picked it up. And credit to Zverev, despite going two sets down, it's still not easy to come and win three sets in a row. But he did it. And it was all down to that big serving, mainly. If he didn't have that serve, he wouldn't be going through. Hmm. That's what my personal opinion yeah, I think um, in that match, I don't know if you noticed, did you see Buster? He had a few body hits to Sverev. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying how that was like, um, basically they were slandering for it, saying, oh, that's unsportsmanlike, why are you doing that? I'll be honest, I know exactly why he was doing it, because I did the same thing. It's not because you're trying to injure the opponent, it's because you're scared. And when you've got an option to go left or right, there's a lot more room for error, and there's a chance of missing. If you just hit it straight at the body the chances are you've got a good chance of winning the point, A. And two, it doesn't take much fault. Yeah, it's just exactly. mo- very straightforward, simple. It's a nervy way to play tennis. When the ball bounces up and you've got you've got the opportunity... What's that, it's sorry? part of the net, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, it's, no, it's not just that. It's just more like you just... It, when the ball bounces there and you've got an opportunity to go left or right and actually make a decision, the best thing to do is just hit it down at the, at, 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 through the opponent. And yes. it's a nervy way of playing tennis. And that's, that told a lot to me about the, how the match was going. But anyway, before we go on to that, thanks, uh, Sharifa and Lamb, for tuning in. Good morning to you both. Hey. Lamb's in again. Sharifa, yeah, <laughs> I've got Lamb as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to see you guys. Indeed. But yeah, like you say, it wasn't the best semi-final, to be honest. Um, but Sverev did come through, and I thought he played a particularly brilliant third set, actually. I think that's yeah. the one he won, what was it, 6-3? It was pretty and, thoughtless. Um, the, the, it was very uh, thoughtless. I think he only made uh, three or four unforced errors in that mat, in that set. And, um, yeah, he looked uh, a lot better. He upped his he upped his tempo a lot more. And Buster didn't really have too many answers for him. And uh, this whole thing, looking at Buster's thing, I don't want to be too harsh on him. No one would have thought Karina Buster would have been making a semi-final of a Grand Slam this year. 
No one would have predicted that. So for him, he's had a brilliant tournament. It's going to do his ranking, the world of good. His bank balance will do quite well from it as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I'm sure he's quite happy, really, with the whole thing. Um, He would have loved to have won it. Um, But I think he definitely needs to develop his game into... Uh, he needs to. He doesn't. I don't know if he can develop it further. I just don't think he's got that natural ability to push him on to be winning things. So he'd done as far as much as he could have done, in my opinion, without being too harsh on Buster. Yeah, I saw quite an interesting uh, statistic that they put up there at the U.S. Open that Carino Buster, uh, in his breakthrough season in 2013, he entered the year ranked 654 in the world. Uh, he won seven straight future events and four straight, um, well, not four straight challenger events, four challenger events, and had a 39-match winning streak and Gosh. then finished the year in 65 in the world. And then since then, he's had four singles titles on the ATP level and career-high number 10 and two major Grand Slam semifinals, which is testament to the guy. He's obviously never stopped working. So no, fair play to him. You can't be too critical of him. Um, I've been at part in the past. I've been a bit too critical of him, but the guy is to be doing what he's done, and a lot of criticism he receives, like people like Kyrgios and other journalists as well, it's unwarranted a lot of the time. Um, he's, a, he's a top quality player, but to get to that next level in terms of winning slams, personally, I don't think he's good enough. But he might no. prove me wrong. I don't know. This is the thing, though. I mean. If we hadn't have seen Djokovic default in this tournament, that top end, I wouldn't have seen Zverev taking out Djokovic, though. If he'd have played that same way, you would have seen probably a quite comfortable Djokovic win, I think, in that semi final. Well, I think Zverev playing anyone who had matched his ability, so someone of the same ability of uh, uh, Zverev, say a titter pass, you could yeah. say they're quite close in, in, in stature. If, he, if Zverev was playing in that same nervous way, too many unforced errors, weird second serves again, a few weird double faults yeah. and just strange decisions, then I think City Pass would have creamed him in three sets, to it's be possible. honest. A I lot think... of players would have. Like, you can't afford to be playing that nervy. You need to have a bit more confidence. And we're going to get on to that. I don't know if you're ready to now. Do you want to get on to the team match? Oh, let's get on to the team match. Because mate. that is the polar opposite in terms of what team did in this match really surprised me. I was super impressed by it. And he came out firing in terms of like his confidence was sky high. All of the crucial points in that match, yeah. he took well because he was um, he didn't play passive at all. He was very aggressive, exactly. And he went for these big shots in big moments when he's going to break. Or I think it was in the tie break in the first set or second set. No, second set tie break. He yeah. went for these big moments, and um, yeah, he just that's, that's he got the he reaped the rewards of it. So fair mean, play to him. That was the main takeaway i think not just of this match but of team's whole tournament so far and really noticed him change something up from the australian open he's incorporated so much more variety into his game and he's like you said the aggression and that was the one difference between these two players there was i mean if we have a look at the first set he team came out much more controlled. He was hitting a lot of slice still and yeah. biding his time in the in the rallies until the right shot, uh, well, until it just landed nicely for that backhand and then bang like that, finishing with the with the top spin down the line. 
And that was the difference. He's not just going for it every time. He's waiting and then hitting the right shot this time. And I thought it, like Medvedev, not aggressive enough, just too passive in the first set. Just just getting it back is not enough against this type of player-like team. Team was hitting through the ball, and he's able to get around the court so quick. And you cannot play like that against him. Mm, and I, don't, I think you're being a bit critical of Medvedev. I don't think he played mm, that bad, to be I, honest. I just think it was a case of team took the big moments in the match. Oh, it definitely. To be, I, I feel like there was a, you could see the experience. At the end of the day now, team's got to three. No, now he's got to three. Or, no, he's been fourth. to three finals before. Now this is his fourth. Yeah, fourth, yeah. Fourth slam final. He's already lost the other three, which he would have learnt from. Granted, Medvedev has been to one last year at this specific event as well. However, I think team's a bit further along in terms of his... Uh, uh, but you learn from defeats. You learn more from a defeat than sometimes a win. And yeah, uh, he's, sure. he's, he's been able to go through that more times than what Medvedev has. And I think he was a bit more weathered to the situation. And it, it showed really in the, in, the, in the huge moments. I think specifically the one in the... Was it the third set? Where uh, Medvedev was serving for the seven for the set of five three, Med, uh, team had a had a break point, and it was a massive rally. It was like a 30, 30 point rally, and uh, thirty shot rally. Sorry, and um, yeah, team managed to come out on top. Played some that was ridiculously high level tennis. I'm sure you guys would have seen it and agree. I thought that was uh, that was super exciting to see. Well, what did you think from the first set though? Like uh, just to, I just want to give like a sort of overlay of how the match played out. The uh, fourth, well, at three-two in the first set, um, they've had this very strange call from the umpire, which I I disagree with. To be honest, Medvedev served; it was clearly out. Yeah, he served so fast that the umpire's not seen it. He, he stood, said it's in, and then teams returned it. And before he can even say challenge, he said challenge after it's hit his racket from team's return. And then he said challenge. He said, no, you can't challenge now. You've already played it again. He's like, I, I just haven't played it again. I've just served. Like, How would you expect me to serve and challenge before team hits the ball? You can't physically do that. And he didn't allow it. And that got in his head. He went around the other side of the net. He lost, but that got him a warning. He was in his own head. He couldn't recover from that moment in that set. And you saw every shot after that out, out, out. And he he was nearly, he, I thought he was going to be gone for the whole match, but he got it back in that second set. He broke early in the second, which was crazy. I think so far this US Open, one thing I would say is we've spoken far too much about umpires and referees. When you do that, there's usually a problem with the officiating. You see well, that it in is terrible. Me. What, what what should happen is you, they should be there. You shouldn't notice they're there. The best referees and umpires in in the world of all sports, you don't know they've actually been to that match because they're just there. They're just doing their job, going under the radar. It's not good to always see them in the limelight. And I think we've seen that far too much. Obviously, we've had the default uh, thing with Djokovic. Uh, there was an incident in this match where after that, I think Medvedev crossed the the line of the net. Yeah. He went on the opponent's yeah. side to show where and it then was he at. Yeah, and then he got well. He got penalised for that. A yep, warning. You're not allowed. He's to now going to be. Yeah, he's now going to be heavily fined. I saw some figures. It was like crazy num- uh, amount. And I feel like right now, the thing is, Djokovic should have been defaulted. Yeah, no. Question. Medvedev should be fined for what he did. 
But the reason, the, my problem is, these should not be the rules. I think the rules should needs to change. There needs to be less emphasis on these strict regiment, strict uh, rules, and have a bit more freedom so people can actually enjoy the tennis. A little bit more... Um, I, even, I don't even think that. I don't even think... I think that the one thing which has cost the, possibly two players big moments in matches is line judges, and there wasn't line judges on any of the other outside courts. So... Why are they still here? If all they're doing is disrupting the game and they're just making bad calls and affecting players' mental states during the game, do we even need them? Like, the, all you're doing is making bad... The, the, the technology makes the correct call every time. Why do, why do we need people's bad decisions? Why do we even need challenges? We well, don't. it opens up to human error, doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. We don't need it. There's no need for people to be making errors when we have the technology to replace this stuff. Yes, you can have an umpire to read the score, but then he doesn't even need to overrule anything. He can just be there to officiate if players are acting up on court. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. I actually see what you're saying. I think it would work as well because we've already seen technology in tennis is a lot further forward than yeah. other sports. With football, they've got VAR. It's a bit of a mess. It's terrible. Yeah. Tennis, they've actually seemed to be using technology quite well. It works. Um, yeah, it works well. It does work. You can't really argue it. So it doesn't no. I kind of see what you're saying, but this doesn't take away from the fact that Medvedev gets in trouble for crossing the for going over the other yeah, side yeah. of the There's net. No, he just lost his head though, and then yeah, but do you not think do you not think it's a bit of a stupid raw? Yeah. Well, he wasn't going over there to punch team. He wasn't going there to be aggressive. He was just start literally showing the the thing. Sometimes it needs to be a bit of human interpretation with these rules. Yeah, yeah. but the the rules don't allow for it because they're too rigid and strict. Exactly. So that's why I think there needs to be a reform on the rules. And I think then it will open up tennis to be a bit more of a fun uh, sport in which people are able to show a lot more human emotion and be humans first. And then you won't see instances like the whole Djokovic thing. Exactly. But why did, I just don't understand. Why not just use some common sense? Like, uh, he, yeah, but you can't. Umpire, they don't, they don't uh, use it. Um, They're just not, too strict with the rules. Not for even for that. Just for allowing him to challenge. He obviously cannot serve a first serve and challenge it before the... Do you see how fast he serves? Yeah, no, he's yeah, supposed yeah. to challenge before team hits it back. So he has to literally, in his service motion like that, has to say challenge, what, a quarter of a second after that? Yeah. He's still probably coming forwards, and the ball's already came back to his racket before he's even stepped one step. I don't know. It's just bizarre. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, let's, let's get on. on to the stats anyway. Have you got some stats up on the screen? Yeah, one big stat from that first set. We had a... Uh, oh, oh you got the wrong one up. You've got... Yeah, one big stat from the first uh, set. Team won 100% of points on his first serve. That's a massive statistic. Hmm. Uh, that was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was just one of the biggest things in the match, to be honest. I think T- Dominic Team was serving very well and very well on the big points. He was serving out wide very well on the ad side, and that was really saving him. Saving I think on his both base. sides, he was serving out wide. And I'll tell yeah. you what the problem was, Medvedev was too deep off the baseline. And what you need to do, if someone's serving out wide, you need to close the angle and come closer. Because it allows you then to, well, for a start, you're closing the angle. It allows you to react a lot, a lot sooner. And yeah. I think that was something he should have changed in game. A bit surprised. I thought Medvedev would be able to see that and sort of in real time and think, oh, I need to change my game here and do something a bit different. He just seemed to persevere and just stay so deep on the baseline when he didn't need to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be too critical of Medvedev, really. 
I thought it was still a closely contested match. I don't think the score really tells a fair reflection in terms of it wasn't like a 3 0 battering right, by any means. Close, man. Um, Medvedev in two of the sets, he was up a break, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, it just, but that was where team was that little bit better. The thing that we criticized team for. Yeah, and the thing that we really praised quiet. Medvedev for actually rolls reversed in this Big match. Time, yeah. And yeah. Team was the person you saw in that second set. He was five. It was five five, and Medvedev had five break points uh, against Dominic Team. And on each of those ones, he sort of bowled it. He mm. had like a unforced error into the net. He needed to just sort of gone for it. And then as soon as Team got his advantage, what did he do? Went for it. He literally just went power. And Mate, I saw zero frailties in uh, Team's mental yeah. attitude in this oh, match, and brilliant. I was really encouraged by his uh, strength. Really, what do you think? Both of his... His... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, what did you think at the end of the second set? He's having problems with his Achilles tendon, and yeah. had to have someone on to massage. I mean, he runs about I don't know ten miles a, a match or something. It's just something ridiculous like that. He just is on the move. All the time. I'm not surprised he has a few niggles. Achilles is painful as well. Um, yeah. Hopefully he's okay, to be fair. I saw him. He was hovered over the net, wasn't he? Uh, hunched over. Yeah. Interesting. He looking a bit of pain, yeah. but he, he didn't seem to bother him, did it, afterwards? He seemed to get back on. It might just be a little bit of a niggly injury. Hopefully he can get some physios uh, looking after him. Yeah, and, and I thought... Ice bath and he'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go and see Murray. He'll... It would lend you one of his. Uh, yeah, I thought one interesting thing, as soon as Dominic Team was two sets to love up, one of the really interesting statistics that I wasn't really aware of before the match, but Medvedev's never won a five-set match that's gone to five sets. And that is a massive statistic, and he's lost all six times. So when you're 2-0 down and you've got to win the next three sets, doesn't look very good for you, does it, if you've never yeah. won one before? Yeah, but so saying that, that, Sverev has never been, he's never come back from two sets down either. Well, anything can happen. The stats are there to be broken or rules. Sverev broke broken. his for sure because he was two oh, yeah. sets down and he'd come back. So that's what I'm saying. With these stats, you never really know. Things can change. And I thought Medvedev going into the match was the favourite. Um, yeah. But team was just too good. I think his experience on the occasions come through. Mentally less fragile than Medvedev. Can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, I know. And um, his power mean? was evident as well. Yeah. His forehand was pretty impressive. So we gonna... don't talk about enough. Yeah, well, his forehand's been more like more powerful than his backhand this tournament. It's been crazy. He's really improved it. I just wanted to point out one thing that I thought, it's not funny, but I thought it was a little bit amusing. He obviously didn't hurt himself, but team, he's running so much that on he sort of trips over his own feet sometimes he's going so he fell over twice since during this match and like quite i don't know he falls quite hard but like catches himself with his hands but he's running like uh, do you see how far behind the baseline he was again this time yeah. about three meters it was like they were saying he doesn't even have room for his backswing because the back like the back stands there he's like trying to swing backwards he's nearly hitting that it's just should have served out wide more where's the underarm serves come on get the underarm serves in but i yeah well i wanted to say for the maybe we should be renaming dominic team we're always going on about uh having daniel medvedev as the octopus because he's all over the court i think dominic team should be called the millipede 
<laughs> I think he's got he's got more arms and legs everywhere than than anyone. You try hitting it on a point in the court where he can't get to. No chance. Yeah, no, it's true. I no, teams, we, listen, going into Cincinnati, we fancied team. This is what I find a really interesting stat, actually. Going into Cincinnati, we both thought team is the guy to beat in that tournament. Although Djokovic was there, we thought team played a lot of tennis. He looks like the man in form. Um, and we thought he could do really well in that tournament. Ended yeah. up going out in the first <laughs> round. Also in, in that tournament, Zverev out in the first round. Both of them now in the final. <laughs> but if you look at the women's side... The two finalists are the same finalists from Cincinnati. <laughs> so what is true. The for that? What's, what a little statistic that is. I know. It's, that is actually so crazy. And that just goes to show how strange tennis is sometimes. You just have, obviously, your strong players in the men's game. But it just goes to show that they, they were just coming back. I think that the women's, they, they really have been looking strong for a long time. And... Azarenka, she was asked before her match, she said, what do you think's caused this uh, amazing run of form that you're having? She was like, I'm playing better. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that, that was it. That's all she put it down to. But I thought it was quite funny. There's a good point made from Frank as well here, back to the men, talking about Medvedev's uh, wonky forehand. It's very weird, isn't it? It's, like, it has a very it's very weird, orthodox, isn't like, it? It has a very weird, weird whip to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But teams won. The thing that I'm always so impressed, so impressed about with teams' uh, technique and stuff like that is how strong his base is on that backhand topspin. It's like his whole body doesn't move, and it just fires it. That is possibly like one of the most perfect backhand down the lines you're ever going to see, I think. But just for me, crazy. I still prefer his forehand, I'll be honest. I just think really? the top spin he generates on his forehand is just incredible. And the way he hits Angles. it is one of the best on tour. You could also look at, say, like the likes of Kasparad, uh, Nadal. They also generate quite a bit of top spin. But I just like the way team does it. I think I know what you mean. He just looks, the way he plays tennis is very beautiful. He looks very natural, doesn't he? The way he strikes oh, the ball. Yeah, for sure. Lamb's making a good point there in the comments. He knows who I'm supporting in the final. It's my girl, Victoria Azarenka. She's made it through. I thought it was my outsider pick for the tournament. And look, she's there. She's there again. And well, but... let's, get, let's move on to the women's now. Yeah. And then afterwards, we'll wrap up the video, give it our uh, thoughts on the final and who we think is going to win on both the men and the women's side. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we, we, we had the women's. And look who it was. It was the uh, repeat of, I believe it was, uh, Azarenka played Serena in the 2012 and the 2013 US Open finals. And the repeat of it, Azarenka wasn't going to lose time. Four years on, (laughs) Serena's probably a little bit more tired now. But she came out firing, didn't she? And blasted Azarenka off the court in that first set. And Azarenka, 6-1. It was pretty shocking, to be honest. She didn't even get going yet. Serena just came out the traps. Yeah, do you want to get the draw up and talk? So we'll have a little look at both the things. Oh, yeah, just one set. But while you do that, like you said, Serena come out really fast, taking the first set. Um, but as I know, Azarenka, you just... She's just never down, is she? She's just so good. I can't believe the form we're seeing from Azarenka in 2020. In 2012, 2013, people were saying that she'd be getting to a Grand Slam final in eight years' time and playing some of her best tennis, equally the same as what she was playing back then. No one would believe it. 
You just would not believe it. And then after that first set, you still wouldn't have even thought it. You thought, oh, no, Serena, she's just on the warpath here. But something clicked in that second set. There was a juice that she had to hold, which was really gutsy. And she made it Mm. 1-1. And then something just clicked. And the tides started turning. You saw Serena, the games were getting longer. We were going to juice more. We were... And that wasn't suiting Serena. She wasn't liking those long games. And she ended up, uh, she held to, and her serving in that second set. Azarenka was holding to love, I think, a couple of times there. Yeah, yeah she and was. Yeah. Serena was really being made to work hard on every service game. And tactically, I think she was just tiring Serena out in that second set. And I think one interesting statistic in that second set as well, Serena won 0% of her serves on her second serve. So I think uh, Serena was just tired. She looked very fatigued as the match went on, really, and just run out of steam completely by the third. I think Azarenka just wears people down. She was pumped, and, um, wasn't she, as well? It's just so... I just can't believe it, really. I'm just... I'm still in, I'm still in shock even saying it, how good she's playing. Like, going into Cincinnati, no one really thought she'd do any great, to be fair. To be winning that and then get into the final... Yeah. It's just incredible. I, I just... It really is, honestly. And, um... Now, she's got to be, well, you can't rule her out to be winning it now. Uh, Surely not. I know Osaka's been in brilliant form, which she had the second set syndrome again, like we speak about often (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) We more or less called that to the T, didn't we? Close first set, second set syndrome, and then she'll win the third. Yeah, you said it, and it's happened again for her. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Azarenka deals, because obviously Serena's later in her career. Osaka's the opposite. She's right in, still young, right at the start sort of her, of her career, really. Yeah. And th- that's why it's going to make it really interesting. It's like the old guard versus the new guard a little bit with this final. And Azarenka, she, I don't know, she, she just had so much energy in that match against Serena. That was the thing that's really surprised me when she won that second set she literally sprinted to the chair she was like, ah, like yeah. that. and then she before they'd even said time she was running back out on the court showing i'm much fitter than you i'm yeah, much yeah. more ready for this and she was just doing that constantly i think that just broke serena she's just Wait, who's of, the guy who does that on the men's tour but he doesn't <laughs> win much <laughs> who are you talking about the italian guy we saw him at wimbledon doing it fabiano <laughs> Uh, Fabiano, oh Thomas, Thomas yeah, yeah, Fabiano yeah. makes Fabiano. me laugh. He yeah, always yeah, runs to the good. chair after every uh, changeover and That's... runs back onto the thing like with really a lot of energy. It worked quite well in that Wimbledon, but anyway, let's not get onto that. I've gone. And it's a mental game, though, isn't it? And you see that Rafa, he does the same. He gets in people's heads. Yeah. If they see you sprinting down the other end after four sets, they're like, "Oh God, what do I have to do to get this guy and put him away?" And it's just it's unrelenting well unrelenting sorry mate i'll remember that next time i play you well yeah i'll finish you off you see me running up the other end i'll be crawling to the uh, (laughs) chair mate (laughs) but but one thing one thing i do want to say actually is a lot of the time people will dismiss the women's and say it's a bit um the level's not as good and they can say all these different things of course they're not going to hit the ball as hard as the men but for me these semi-finals were probably more and more exciting and i thought the quality of tennis in comparison, was a lot better. If you look at across these two semifinals, I thought the tennis was really good. Yeah. Specifically, the Brady-Osaka match, the way they were both hitting the ball was super impressive. And um, Brady did lose the match, but 
she was a, a, a very deserving um, to yeah, get to where she got to. And I wouldn't say she was a really a loser at all. She no. played some really good tennis. She can keep her head held high, even though she lost. I thought the tennis, the quality was really high. And um, it was really refreshing to see a lot of consistent high-level tennis on the women's side, for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think Brady can just go away with her head held high, really. Obviously, she had one tournament win and a Grand Slam semi-final now, and that's not a bad way to start your tennis back She's up put there. herself on the radar big time in terms of any hard-court tournaments coming up. No one's going to want to play Jennifer Brady, and that's no. nobody. She is a real competitor, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, she was a uh, well, and she just showed it in that match. I mean, we know Osaka has her second set syndrome, but you still got to win the set. And she only had, I think that was, she only had one break point and then just took it. So she knows how to take her opportunities when they come as well. Uh, yeah. And she'll definitely be moving up the rankings now. And yeah, like you said, formidable player on hard court. It's going to be making it's a shame that we can't have like a third place playoff really i'd be interested to see a williams brady yeah oh, that's a good point actually <laughs> that would be that would be quality but it doesn't happen it's not the world cup <laughs> now we've been treated to what's possibly the final i don't know if it's the final everyone wanted to see but it's definitely the final that i wanted to see which is yeah. osaka versus azarenka and i don't i'm not sure which way it's going to go really well, we're getting a lot of love for uh, Azarenka in the comments. Oh, you can't. Frank saying, Vico's in her best shape ever. Younger days, she was a little flabby. Her <laughs> favourite lady since first saw her come out. Fair enough. Yeah, well, she's just one of these players, though, isn't she? And she's really improved. I heard that there was, <clears throat> when she was younger as well, she had all the game. And it was the most incredible game when she was maybe in the juniors, let's say. And her forehand, backhand, everything the, all around the court was amazing. But her serve apparently was awful. And you oh, said right. that you'd never seen a serve so bad. And the yeah. fact that she's managed to get to this level now and improved her serve to, to the point now where she's holding to love in a lot of these service games now against Serena. But this is incredible. Like what, like she's a testament to what you can achieve if you really put in the hard work. And yeah, she obviously... Great. She has her two Australian Open titles. Can she get another hard-court one in the US? I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, yeah. Osaka can't have these second-set syndromes, I don't think, in this one. It <laughs> might come back to bite her. Well, I hope Osaka's hamstring's not too bad. And um, yeah. she actually plays this final. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that would be, be terrible. Imagine if she pulls out of this one as well. Ah, I can't see that happening. I don't think so either. It's got but, too um, much. Sorry. Yeah, yeah too just... much riding on it for yeah. sure. And um, no, I think it's probably time now for us to give our predictions in the final. <sighs> Let's do this it. It's the big moment. What I want to hear from you is I want to hear a name and I want to hear how many sets. So should we go back to the men's, and or do you want to start with the women's? We're on the women's. Give the yeah, women. Yeah, let's keep with the women. Go on them. Right for me, I'm going to go for three sets. It's going to go the distance. It's got to. It's a final. Two quality players in some of the best form of their career. I think it's going to be super exciting. I think it's going to have. Um, I think Osaka is going to come out really quick and win and win the first set quite comfortably, six-two. I'm going very in detail here, Ben. And <laughs> yeah, then... <laughs> this becomes true. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see a very close second set. 
a tie break win by Azarenka. And then you're going to see a 7 5 in the third, Osaka. And I think Osaka's going to win it. I, I thought you were going to say Osaka 5 0 down in the third and come back <laughs> to win seven games. In oh, the yeah. Row. I'll add that as well. I think she will be going down. She'll be down a break. She'll be 3 1 down or something. And she's going to come back and win the final set 7 5. And if I get that right, I think I might as well just hang up my gloves right now and just call myself um... <laughs> hang up the racket. And the... yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's well, never going to happen, probably. But anyway, that's just what I think. I think you know which way I've got to go, and I can't. Even though there's part of me that actually feels that Osaka has so much momentum, like momentum going into this with her whole Black Lives Matter thing, and she's doing all of this great stuff off the court, it would be such a fitting way for the tournament to end, for her to win it. Yeah, yeah. I can't go for her to win. I've picked Azarenka from the start. I'm sticking with Azarenka. I think Azarenka's going to get it done in three. I think, like you say, I think that she's going to come out... I think uh, Osaka's going to come out quick out the gates. I think she's going to probably take it 6-3 in the first. I think Azarenka's going to take it maybe 7-5 in the second. And then I think we're going to see a tie-break. Tie-break third set. And That's it's early, be- mate. That's anyone's game, then. I think there's going to be a. I think maybe Osaka will have the lead in the tie break, maybe like a four-two at the break, and then Azarenka, we're going to see the comeback again. She's going to fight back to take the title. Fair enough, Ben. <laughs> that's a very in-depth. If one of us word. is right, I'll be very surprised. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah let us know what you guys think. <laughs> we're also going to be live streaming this match tonight, giving our reaction. We'll be doing it for the men's as well tomorrow. So stay tuned if you want to watch that. Definitely. Um, also, if you lambs on your side, what's he saying? <laughs> ben disagrees. I'll support his girl too. <laughs> That's it. Fair enough. You've got an admirer there, Ben. That's it. The Instagram. He's doing it for the for the Instagrammers. Right. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the men's. Let's give that men's prediction. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? It's up to you. Uh, you go first this time. All right. Well, I don't want you copying me again. Well, it's not really copying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not going to sound too interesting in this, probably. I don't know if it's even going to be as much in depth. I think where Dominic team's been playing so well this tournament. I've been so impressed by him. I haven't been impressed by the way Zvera's been starting the matches. I think Dominic team's going to come out the blocks the same way he always does. He's going to take the first set probably like a 6-2 he's going to probably take the second set it's going to be closer be more like a 7-5 and then I think the final set I think he's still going to take it but it might be a tie break or something because Zvera will get his serve going but Dominic Team's going to be too much we're going to see another straight sets win by Dominic Team. I think that's my mm. prediction fair enough and I hate to be boring but I'm going to agree with you more or less I think Team's going to win it in three I think Zverev if he gets too nervy then he's just not he's just no match really for Dominic team. He looks really up for it this year. And I think now's his now's his moment. Obviously we've seen in the past Andy Murray, he lost four finals in a Grand Slam. I don't think team's gonna be doing that. I think he's gonna be fourth time lucky. And um I think a good little uh, statistic what helps me uh, think this is in the first one he played, he won zero sets. His second one, one set. His third one, two sets. Fourth one, you know the answer, Ben. He's getting three sets. So I think three sets is enough. So that's all he needs. So three, three nil for me, Dominic team. 
I think it'll be like a breaker serve in each one. It's not going to be any like battering. I think Sverev still has that ridiculously strong serve. And I think it's still at times, even Dominic Team, one of the best returners, I think he will struggle with it at times. Uh, so, yeah, that's my prediction. Dominic what Team I, in three. What I will say, and I keep on harping on about it, if any of these players want to just watch this podcast who are playing Dominic Team, Zverev, do some drop, drop ser- like drops, like serves. Like you need to do some drop shot serves, and that's the only way to beat him. Like if you got, he's ten miles behind the baseline. If no one starts doing it to him. I don't know what he's never going to lose. I don't think. Mate, you've been going on about these underarm serves for ages. Yeah, I think so. Like he You're just needs to do. Underarm serves are the way forward. Mate, you're not going to see underarm serves in a Grand Slam final. Why not? I think that it's just one of the arsenal that people aren't using. Just use it. You've got Teams all these too tools. quick. Teams too quick. It would get there in no time in a flash, and it would just dis- it would just put the ball one from side. Back- and that'll I, be that. I would like to see it. That's all I want to see. I want to see how quick he is from that backboard all the way to the net. Can he make it there in time? But if Zverev doesn't do any underarm serves. We'll never know, will we? We'll just have to wait until somebody else tries it on him. Fair enough. I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. We've been speaking for 40 minutes. So thanks, guys, for watching. Make sure uh, that you tune in tonight for the live stream of the final for the women's side. We'll be giving all our thoughts in real time. Um, For Ben's sake, hopefully Azarenka wins. I just want to see a good match. I'm not too bothered who wins, but I reckon Osaka will. And yeah, with the men's, we'll be doing that the following day. So stay tuned for that too. If you've not already, please like the video. It really helps us out and uh, allows us to do more content like this. Uh, leave your comments below as well and subscribe if you've not already. I guess that's everything, Ben. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just going to be hoping, predicted Kenin for the Australian Open. Let's have Azarenka for the US Open. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.